This is Golf Talk Canada, Canada's only national golf talk radio and TV program. Presented by SmartGolfDeals.com, the smartest way to shop for golf. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino, Bob Weeks, and Adam Scully. Ah, good morning, Canada. Zacchino, Weeks, Scully, we're all here with you this morning on a, what is this, the second last Saturday in February? Good morning, Robert. How are we doing today? I think you're on mute, Bob. Oh. oh, Bob's on me. I thought it might be my technology on this. And can you guys hear? Oh, it's Bob. Okay, so Bob's the one that who's uh, not being come through this morning. Come through. Is that a word? Not being come through this morning? I don't believe that's a national radio word. we got lots to get to this morning. Um, we've got a ton going on at the Genesis Open in Los Angeles. Bob's now giving me the thumbs up. Bob, did we? what kind of technical difficulties did we have this morning? I had to turn the uh, the battery pack on, you know, power. That ah. happens to work, the little iRig thing. So it's just very simple. Sorry, all these things that used to you just take for granted when you're in the studio. Now you're at home. Only been home for what a year now. So well, I'll that's, figure it not, out soon. Don't worry. It's not just that, Bob. It's the fact that now, if our listening audience could see us do the show on a Saturday morning, Bob. <laughs> is in a wheel. He's in a large hamster wheel running because he, he has to get his, his miles in, and I think he was distracted in the wheel this morning. So, Bob, how uh, are you? Let's off. ask you that again. I'm good. How are you? Okay. I'm good. I'm good. Everything's good. It's uh, As I said, it's almost to the end of the, the terrible part of winter. You get to March, you can start looking ahead to a little bit of, you know, we've, we've had years before where, not many, but where golf courses have opened at the end of March, so I'm being the eternal optimist here. And listen, on the bright side, it's also curling back in town, boy. Vic and uh, Russ and Cheryl last night started off the Scotties four consecutive weeks now of championship curling. So if you're if you're looking for something to watch on TV, man, you'll have your fix with uh, with curling. And I know well, a lot I've, of golfers are curlers. I've been stuck in Genesis Invitational hell since Wednesday. Uh, <laughs> yeah, with, this is a great with, story. With the West Coast swing and and. Um, uh, some of our late hours on our on our radio broadcast, my gear got stuck in Birmingham, Alabama. It's now in Memphis, I believe, is what I've is what I've the, the latest update from our friends at FedEx. Uh, gears in Memphis, so um, I'm I got some makeshift stuff going on here at home and uh, basically hanging out the window with a large megaphone, calling uh, Adam Scott's uh, limping home yesterday. So. We got so much to get to today. We got a, a big announcement, major announcement that we're going to do at the end of the show. Um, and uh, it's going to affect uh, everything here at Golf Talk Canada. So we'll do that at the end of the show. We hope you stay tuned for our big announcement. Obviously, Genesis Invitational, such an amazing field. This is one of the best fields we've had all year. It might be the best field we've had all year. And we're getting into that stretch now where the fields just get incredible right through practically to the masters because when we get to west uh, i guess what is a new florida swing bob with an added event next week for uh, work day yeah the uh, the florida plus one and super season right so you're right it's going to uh, going to slide over there and you know i was thinking last night how lucky the pga tour has been because the two places in the united states right now that aren't freezing cold are california and florida I mean, imagine if they were in Dallas this week or uh, or something like that. It would have been a totally different story. 
Yeah, pretty amazing. They uh, got a bounce there, and, and they've gotten a lot of bounce with the with the support from sponsorship and people stepping up, like uh, Workday again. We'll get to that in news and headlines. Uh, Jerome Kahn coming by. He is uh, from Bushnell Golf, a supporter of ours here on Golf Talk Canada. I wanted to touch base with Jerome because of the announcement that we spoke of last week, Bob, with the PGA of America making their um, adjustments to allow range finders and yardage devices within their, their major championships this year. So good to get Jerome's perspective as, as Bushnell is, has been the number one range finder in the world of golf forever in a day. And they are one of those stories like TaylorMade, like Greengrass Operations last year, uh, record seasons, record numbers, and it's nice to get some good news this uh, in today's world. Anytime you can find good news, it's <laughs> it's a good thing. I know Ralph Bowers coming by uh, in the second hour, who is just taking on a new job, which we'll get to, but also has a new pr- uh, putting device and putting aid system that we want to jump into as well. Ralph's still coaching some of the big names in the world of golf as well, and has moved a lot of his business online because I remember seeing Ralph last year in Detroit, and I believe it might have been Boston, and we were talking about how difficult it was to get around last year in the pandemic, and still is, if you have uh, real legitimate reasons to be south of the border. So that that was a talk we got into. Of course, winners, weird, and what? Stardom, sit'em, big news at the end of the show. And of course, let's kick it all off right now with some news and headlines. News and headlines are brought to you by Sandbagger Hard Seltzer. Everybody knows one. After yesterday's broadcast with my makeshift equipment, I could have had about 13 sandbaggers. It would not have been enough. (laughs) I was such a a rattled mess. But, uh, Bob, you know what else I wanted to mention, too, before we jump into this uh, news and headlines? You know what's uh, a little encouraging? Have you noticed that if you were kind of coming down the 18th hole, you know, around 5, uh, 5.40, 5.45 right now, you might be able to get it in, the daylight. That's got to be encouraging. Yeah, exactly. It's uh, it's nice not to have to, um, uh, you know, look outside at 4.45 and see black. <laughs> it's The daylight is expanding, and that, as I said, all these signs are starting to get encouraging, folks. I know there's lots of snow out there. The weather this week is supposed to be uh, a lot warmer. We've got a couple days over, uh, over uh, freezing, so... Yeah, it's good. Time, it's yeah. getting there. It's getting It's close. I can feel it. Can't get any colder. I know that. So, okay, leading with news <laughs> and headlines here. I'm, I'm a bit internally torn about this one, Bob. Because <laughs> I knew you would be. <laughs> I like Michael Wan. He's such a good guy. He did a great job with the LPGA Tour. I think most people are, are fans of Michael. I would suggest it's hard to find people to cr- like critique or criticize Really, anything he did, he he rode a few storms, did quite well. Saw some expansion with the LPGA Tour under his watch. Very popular guy. Now the new CEO of the USGA. We all know that's one of my favorite hobbies. Beating on the USGA, Bob. I'm torn on this one. Uh, I think this is nothing but great news. Mike Wan is a great leader. He's a good listener. I think he has a great perspective. Um, I've, I've had a chance to play golf with him. He's a good golfer. He used to run uh, Mission iTech Hockey back in the day for a while. So he's got a little, uh, got a little experience on the frozen pond. And um, I, I just think this is a, a big shift from what we've seen before in terms of guys like Mike Davis. Nothing against him. I know, Mark, you, and, you have <laughs> some beefs with him, to put it mildly. But I think, I think, I think uh, Mike Wan is a progressive guy. And I think now, if it's interesting, if you look at the leaders of the major golf organizations right now, Mike Wan, Jay Monahan, 
Keith Pelly. I don't know Martin Slumbers as well, but but the guys who are at the top now to me are very, relatively speaking, in the golf world, young and dynamic, and I and I like what they bring to the game right now. So I think combined, uh, their strengths will be really good, and I think for the USGA, if they give Mike Wan some room to work, give him a little leash, uh, he's going to do great things for that organization because they need a little uh, little dusting up. They do good things, but they don't tell people enough about it, and they seem to put their foot in their mouth a lot of times and make mistakes at, at championships, which is their high their their biggest. Uh, spotlight and that that that's where they're kind of getting known for instead of some of the good things that they do do behind the scenes i'm with you on this bob i'm going to take the cup half full as well because i am a michael wan fan and i think um this could be encouraging i'm going to go i'm going to give him all the benefit of the doubt immediately out of the gate and be very hopeful that he can usher the usga through uh some what might be a rough 12 months based on what we were talking about a week or so ago about the distance report and some of the suggestions they were making and the way they have to deal with manufacturers and us golfers, etc. So now I'm feeling a little bit more positive, let's just say, than I was a week or so ago. Okay, Phil Mickelson has a chance to make history. He won his first PGA Tour event, uh, I guess it was almost 30 years ago now, as an amateur golfer at the, the old Tucson Open. Remember the Conquistador uh, helmet yeah. uh, trophy? <laughs> Well, he's going to go back to the desert next week, um, PGA Tour champions, with an opportunity to become the first player in Champions Tour history to win his first three starts in a row. Um, but I think this is bigger news for Mickelson, Bob, because I'm starting to think that we might start seeing him play there a little bit more regular. Well, it's interesting. You know, coupled with that news this week was also the news that uh, his agents are investigating him possibly being – being a guy who might uh, do some broadcasting. So all these signs kind of point to the fact that, uh, well, maybe Phil's just going to start realizing that PGA Tour life is uh, is not what he wants right now. I, I think he can still be competitive, but um, can he win? It's, signs don't seem to indicate that, these these uh, his late, latest results. So uh, I think this is uh, probably a good move for, for Phil and, and a great move for PGA Tour champions. They get a real marquee player there. Yeah, if I'm Phil, Bob, I'm a little nervous because with the exception of Augusta National, uh, which is coming up obviously in six weeks, seven weeks' time roughly, uh, we've already gone to a lot of venues where if you were going to say to me, okay, Mark, uh, Phil's going to win this year on the PGA Tour, where he's going to win, I've already probably gone through a few of those venues on the West Coast Swing. And not only did he not win, he wasn't competitive. And that, that, that would make me nervous. So it'll be interesting to see where this lands. All right, Rory McIlroy also making history this week, becoming the first non-American-born player added to the PGA Tour, elected to the PGA Tour Advisory Council, uh, Chairman 2021. Uh, we'll get into Rory a little later in uh, Winner's Weird and What based on what uh, things he's doing on the golf course. But off the golf course, I know you've said it over the last couple of years, you, you've called uh, Rory, many things like the conscious of the PGA Tour, the, the the sounding board. When when Rory speaks, everyone listens. I think this is a really good move for the game in terms of what Rory can provide off the golf course. And it also shows you uh, the popularity he has with his peers, right? Because they're the ones who vote on this. They're the ones who put him up to the head of the pack. So I think that it, it goes to show you that we're not the only ones who think that what Rory's doing and what Rory is saying and how Rory reacts to certain situations and certain issues uh, is probably pretty popular. And I think the guys who are on the tour, who are not necessarily, say, you know, the regular guys out there know that Rory has a strong voice that will be listened to outside of just the locker room. It'll be listened to by guys like Mike Wan and 
Jay Monahan and people like that. So I, I, um, I think it's, it's a real boost for, for Rory McIlroy. And I don't know, maybe he was celebrating or something because he sure didn't have it on the golf course this week, did he? <laughs> we will get into that uh, later in the show. We'll also get into it a bit in our next segment as we're going to switch gears and take a look at the Genesis Invitational, which is a stop this week on the PGA Tour as we close the door on the West Coast Swing, make our way to Florida for what is going to be an exceptional stretch of golf in Florida as well. And you're right, Bob. If you look at the names that missed the cut at the Genesis Invitational, it is, it's like a major championship missed the cut in L.A. Uh, before we go to break, just uh, some thoughts on Riviera. I know, I'm sure you've watched the, the golf this week. I mean, this, this has to be one of the top five venues on the PGA Tour we see year in and year out. I, I mean, what a, what a beautiful-looking golf course. It's a little brown this year, and, and to your point, uh, you know, one of the few spots in America that isn't wet or cold. Uh, it's got that hop in it, the bounce in it. I mean, it, it is, it's an absolute classic. I wish we still saw it more for uh, major championship golf. I know we're going to go there in 28 for the Olympics, which is going to be a lot of fun. But man, I wish we saw it for PGA Championships. Still, it's a it's a really fun hard course if such a thing actually exists. You know, it's not. It doesn't look tricked up. It doesn't look uh, like you have to sort of watch out for the windmill and the swinging log. It's just a really good uh, classic old style course that's not overly long that holds up. You look at the the winning scores here. You look at the cut lines here. Uh, they very rarely ever go super, super deep here. So I think that's a real testament to this course. And uh, and I know, th- I mean, the depth of the field speaks to how much the players love the golf course. And speaking of depth of field and all the stars and the packed uh, event, we've got eight of the top t- 10 in the FedEx Cup playing in this event, uh, stacked in the uh, players in the official World Golf Ranking. But it is a non-PGA Tour winner, a player that has had the lead four times through 36 holes on the PGA Tour and has yet to close the, the deal. One of the young guns, Sam Burns, with separation on this leaderboard. Genesis Invitational. We'll get into it on the other side and pick up and hear from our leader, Sam Burns. This is Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC was brought to you by SmartGolfDeals.com, the smartest way to shop for golf. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by SmartGolfDeals.com. This segment of GTC is brought to you by TaylorMade. Experience the drives every golfer wants to hit and no golfer wants to follow. With the all-new Sim 2 driver, only from TaylorMade. Visit TaylorMadeGolf.ca to learn more. Welcome back to Golf Talk Canada. This is Kino and Weeks with you. Scully will be by momentarily. You know, 25 years ago... This week, Happy Gilmore was released. So uh, at the end of the show, we're going to, not the end of the show, excuse me, the end of hour one, uh, we're going to chat, what, what's the best golf movie of all time? Is it Happy Gilmore? There, there are so many golf films, and uh, this was actually one of those topics as well, uh, you program it, where we asked our audience on Twitter and Instagram um, what they want us to chat about, and they one of the one of the topics was golf movies. So kind of appropriate that we're in Hollywood this week with the PGA Tour and the fact that uh, Happy Gilmore is 25th. And be, uh, speaking of TaylorMade and the all new Sim Driver, Happy birthday, Nick Orbridge! Nick's birthday oh. today, gentlemen. Yeah, so Happy birthday, Nick! I know Nick listens every Saturday, whether it's live or podcast, whatever it suits him. Uh, and Nick, Happy birthday to you, and I hope you're having a great weekend. Okay. 
Sam Burns, guys. One of the things you don't get, usually at Riviera, is separation on the leaderboard. Bob, right now, Sam Burns is a five-shot lead through 36 holes. He's tied a tournament record through 36 in terms of scoring. It's been years since we've seen a number this low. Are you surprised uh, not only at who it is, how low it is, considering how firm and bouncy the golf course is played? Yeah, I mean, listen, uh, you know, Sam Burns is uh, is a is a good player. Uh, you know, was a standout at LSU for many years in his amateur days, but um, and he's had some good runs uh, this season already. But I'll tell you, I was a little bit shocked at uh, at the fact that it's a five shot lead. Um, I think that ties the 36 hole tournament record. It's the largest lead through 36 holes on the PGA Tour since the 2019 PGA Championship. So not only does it not happen that often. At, uh, at at Riviera, it doesn't happen that often on the PGA Tour. So this guy is playing some great golf, 64, 66, and and uh, it's very very impressive what he's doing. Very impressive. Looking for his first tournament victory on the PGA Tour. Of course, the Genesis Invitational uh, is one of the elevated events, uh, along with the Arnold Palmer Invitational, the Memorial, where uh, they're going to get a three-year exemption if you win this golf tournament. For, so, for someone who has never won on the PGA Tour, to grab a win that gives you a three-year exemption, an extra 50 FedEx Cup points with 550 FedEx Cup points, this is a big deal. He's doing it with his iron play. First in strokes gained approach to the green. Seventh in approach, uh, feats approach relative to the hole. I mean, this is a, he's doing it with his second shot. He was bogey-free yesterday. Let's hear now from the leader, Sam Burns. You know, this morning it was cold early, um, but I think you know we had a good game plan coming in today and just try to stick with it all day. Um, I feel like I, I hit it pretty good and was able to convert the, the looks that I had, so hopefully we continue to do that. All right, Sam Burns. God, does Sam Burns sound like DJ? Is that me, or does he sound like <laughs> a DJ? little bit? He does. Bit. He's got that kind of like kind of sort of slower. Pace yeah. talking and everything. Yeah, you're yeah. right. Dun da da, dun da da, bogey free, <laughs> bogey free. Unbelievable. Now, someone who is almost bogey free, and speaking of DJ, who is one of the guys in the pack at five back, is Dustin Johnson. And, you know, Bob, I, I, I've watched a lot of DJ this week. He shot 68 on Thursday, 67 Friday. He's five off the pace. I don't think he's played well. He's in second place. He's five back. I feel like he hasn't played well. And, you know, take a, you know he, he, he parred the opening hole at Riviera yesterday, which is the easiest hole on the PGA Tour. It's a par five downhill, the famous tee shot from the top of the famous clubhouse at Riviera. He makes par there. He makes par at 11. He, only played, he played the par fives yesterday in even par and still shot 67. I think DJ's got a lot in the can. Let's hear from world number one, Dustin Johnson. Yeah, I thought, you know, four unders a really solid score around here anytime. Um, you know, I'm definitely pleased with it. Obviously still you know, didn't play the par fives quite as well as I'd like to, you know, especially through the first two rounds. I mean, one under um, is not going to get the job done over the weekend. Definitely need to, you know, take advantage of the par fives the next couple days. But um, other than that, I feel like, you know, I'm swinging my irons really well. I'm rolling the putter nicely, so... Um, looking forward to the weekend. I like my position. You know, I'm five back, but you know, on this golf course, there's only one guy in front of me. So, um, you know, I, I like where I'm at, and you know, I do like this golf course. And hopefully, I can, uh, you know, drive it a little bit better on the weekend and give myself a few more chances. 
Bob, he mentioned the par five scoring like I did, so it's surprising to DJ as well as to myself. But the one other thing he mentioned there too is, okay, DJ's in a tie for the lead at seven under par with Tyler McCumber, Jason Kokrak, and Joaquin Neiman. They're in second place, five back. But he mentioned uh, something that's kind of key. There's only one person in front of him. He's not five back and there's five guys or six guys in front of him. He only has to leapfrog one person to win this golf tournament. Uh, and judging by his past record, <laughs> some, I, I suspect if he's not leading by Sunday, he'll be very close. It was interesting in the press conference this week, he got asked, is the game easy for you right now? And he said, well, it's not really easy. But he said, I guess let's say it's easier. It's just not easy. But I, I, it sure looks easy. It sure looks like he's barely trying. Like you said, he doesn't, you know, he's, he's not played the par fives well, and he's still in second place. He's still seven under par. And, uh, and he just seems to get a lot out of every single shot. He doesn't make many mistakes out there. Yeah, I feel like almost he's 700 par, he's tied for second, and he's played the first two days in neutral, for lack of a better term. I don't think he's played bad. I don't think he's given shots a bunch of shots away where he's played bad and put himself in a hole. But I don't think he's actually made a move, made a charge, had a stretch of golf where we went, wow, that's you know DJ playing great golf. He's kind of just played like this. But today's the day. Today is moving day. We'll see if he flips the switch. I mentioned Tyler McCumber. We will get to him also in Winner's Weird and What. Interesting story with Tyler McCumber this week. But another player looking for his first PGA Tour victory. He's played some really good golf over the last 12 months or so. Finds himself in second place. Let's hear from Tyler McCumber. Yeah, it's. Um, I was talking with uh, Stone, my caddy, about how quickly the body adapts. You know, it's kind of you just get used to it. Um, it went numb yesterday and pretty much kind of numb today. But I just fortunately today it was just ibuprofen and try to focus on hitting golf shots. First the finger. Yeah, he's referring to an injury that occurred on Tuesday evening, I believe, or Monday evening in Los Angeles in this hotel room, which we'll let you in on a little bit later. It is. Quite a graphic, uh, bizarre story, uh, but it didn't affect his ball striking. He fought through it, didn't know what to expect. Here he is, five off the pace in that log jam at second. Okay, the biggest name leaping out of the page here, guys, in third place. Here he is again, coming off back-to-back top fives. Where are you, Bob, in the Jordan Spieth comeback story? Where are you? Because I believe that obviously we're seeing a bunch of improvement. That, that's obvious. He's two top fives. What I'm still seeing to kind of make me hold back saying that there's still some work to be done here. We're still seeing the far miss to the right, especially under pressure. And I'm not so sure he trusts it right now under pressure because, yes, he has two top fives. But when we've gotten to Sunday, he's backed up when he's got to own it. You know, when he's got to really trust it, he's kind of backed up. And him being six back, this is going to sound crazy. It's almost a blessing. It frees him up, Bob. He, he's not expected now. He's not trying to get it in the house like we saw at Pebble Beach. He's just trying to go out and make birdies. And, and sometimes there's a freedom to that. You know, uh, the last time Spieth was in the top 10 entering in three straight weekends was April of 2015. So it's a good sign for him, no matter how he's getting it done. At first, I mean, that's the first thing that stands out for me. The second thing is, I agree with you a little bit. I still think he's a little wild off the driver. Let's admit, too, that he was never the greatest driver. I mean, he was never a guy who hit all eight, all uh, 14 fairways and, uh, you know, was, was splitting fairways like, uh, like some guys out there. So he is a little bit of a wild child to begin with. But I think what he is doing is he's, I think the pressure of performing is off him now so he can go out and play 
golf as opposed to thinking about golf all the time. He's not getting asked those questions, you know, what's wrong, what's wrong, what's wrong all the time. So that's that's an improvement. But I agree with you. I still think there's uh, I'm not 100 percent sold on uh, on his return to form yet, uh, even though it's been a very impressive two and a half weeks. Yeah, I'm kind of with you on this, too, and I'm also with you. He's never been the straightest in the world, kind of like, you know, similar how we talked to Mickelson when he's playing well. But I'll use the same numbers. If Jordan Spieth can get in the hunt on Sunday and move his driving accuracy numbers from 40% to 60%, Jordan Spieth should have a chance to win. Let's hear now from Jordan Spieth. I played better than, uh, than yesterday. I struck the ball really nicely, had a few looks where putts looked like they were going in and just kind of move around a little um, they're, they're tricky. You know, the course is getting really, really difficult. Balls are taking bigger bounces to start, so you got to play shots out of the fairway and you got to float shots in there. So um, it's a beautiful day to play. Happy with where I'm at, 236. And he's in a tie with Max Homa, who continues to play good golf. Wyndham Clark at six under par. The big name jumping out at five under is Patrick Cantley starting the weekend. Seven back Cantley on a hot run. We will jump into this a little deeper and start him. Sit him. Who does Adam and Bob like here heading into the weekend? Who do they don't like at the Genesis? And we'll also get into some of the big names that miss the cut and winners weird and what. I mean, some of the names that are going home through 36 is just mind-boggling. On the other side, we will switch gears a little bit. Jerome Kahn, Bushnell Golf. Last week, big announcement from the PGA of America on uh, rangefinders, yardage devices, being allowed at the PGA Championship, Women's PGA Championship, Senior PGA Championship. How will that affect Bushnell Golf, the perspective of the product in the consumer's eyes? They had a huge home run year last year, some really great products this year. We'll jump into it next. This is Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC presented by SmartGolfDeals.com was brought to you by TaylorMade. Experience the drives every golfer wants to hit and no golfer wants to follow with the all-new Sim 2 driver, only from TaylorMade. Visit TaylorMadeGolf.ca to learn more. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by SmartGolfDeals.com. This segment of GTC is brought to you by WeatherTech Canada, Canada's leader in automotive accessories. Golf Talk Canada, Zucchino Weeks, Scully will be by momentarily. Bushnell is the leader in rangefinders in golf and uh, yardage devices. I have been playing with a Bushnell. I can't even recall golf without a Bushnell, if you want to know the truth. I've probably been playing a Bushnell now for 20-plus years. Bushnellgolf.com is the spot. Bushnellgolf.com, number one rangefinder in all of golf. Big announcement last week, PJ of America suggesting, okay, it's time. We're going to allow rangefinders in our major championships in the summer of 2021. So when that happened, I reached out to Jerome Kahn, who is the man at Bushnell Golf in Canada, to find out about how does this announcement affect his business, some of the wins of 2020, and some of the great product available in 2021. Welcoming in now a friend of our show, a sponsor of Golf Talk Canada from Bushnell Golf, Jerome Kahn joins us. Jerome, uh, thanks for taking the time, as always. Um, you know I love the product. Bushnell, the number one range finder in all of golf. There's a lot of product. I've been a Bushnell guy well before Golf Talk Canada as well. I won't play without it. Uh, but I wanted to touch base with you. Not only we were planning on talking about you know the successes of Bushnell from 2020 and what's coming up in 2021, but last week, huge announcement. PJ of America uh, 
basically announcing that the PGA Championship, the Women's Championship, and Senior Championship would allow uh, rangefinders and yardage devices for the first time in major professional golf at that level. What was your reaction when you heard that news? And how, if any, will this change your business moving forward? Well, first off, thanks, Mark, for having me on the program. Um, you know, we're excited to, to have a show like yours and be a supporter of a show like yours that promotes golf in Canada. So um, we really appreciate being a part of the, the program. Uh, you know, with, the, with regards to, you know, Bushnell and, and the PGA um, decision to allow rangefinders, you know, there's been a lot of mixed emotion on social media uh, on whether it's good, whether it's bad. Um, from our perspective, you know, the one thing we want to make sure that people really understand is that, you know, it is a PGA of America decision and not necessarily a PGA Tour decision. So PGA of America decision, meaning that it's just going to be in the PGA of America uh, events. So that would be the first thing I think that people need to understand the, the difference. Um, you know, what, we believe it's a great step forward. Um, you know, right now we already currently have, you know, multiple extremely high percentage across all major tours um, using our product. Uh, as it relates to the PGA Tour specifically, we have 99% of the players use our, use our rangefinder. Now, they're using them in practice rounds. Generally, they're using a slope version, um, and that's so they can compensate that yardage depending on where they are. Uh, a lot of what's going to happen, we believe, is that we're going to see potentially a, maybe a slight increase in play. All the data we have before suggests an increase in pace of play, which I think is great for the game. But the reality is with the Tour Caddies, they are mapping the course already with our rangefinder previous to the event that really the only quickness or added quickness in play is really going to be for errant tee shots. And, you know, I think there's a, there's some people that think it's going to ruin, you know, that, that classic uh, idea of the game and having the caddy, but all the caddies are using them anyways. And so this is just one more step to help alleviate pace of play. And as far as I'm concerned, you know, as a golfer, Anything we can do to make pace of play quicker, even if it's five minutes, is massive. Um, because I think that's generally the, the biggest uh, complaint with, you know, in golf is pace of play. So we're pretty excited um, to see it kind of come to fruition. Um, we believe that, you know, people are becoming more and more widely accepted with the range finder. Now this decision only, you know, further exacerbates uh, the fact that, you know, even the best players in the world were already using it, but the the best teachers of PGA of America, uh, PGA of Canada, they're fully endorsing uh, having a rangefinder in the bag as well. So um, we think we should have a strong year, especially hopefully with an early spring that uh, that should happen, uh, even though today it doesn't look like it. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, I agree with everything you're saying. Even if they find a, a few minutes here or there, that adds up over the day on the PGA Tour. Um, so even if it's a small win, and you're right, I'm out there a lot on Wednesdays for practice rounds before our PJ Tour radio broadcast starts on Thursdays, and every single player has your product in the bag. And the one thing that you kind of touched on there that I don't think anybody's speaking about right now is people mimic what they see on TV. And a lot of times that's a problem. You and I have both been behind a group that thinks they're playing the U.S. Open and are mimicking you know, exactly what they're seeing on TV as they shoot a tidy 96. Well, hopefully they mimic what they see on TV at the PGA Championship, which is put a rangefinder in your bag. It is the best way uh, or a GPS device, et cetera. Now you suggested, you know, there's a lot of wins already from the last 12 months. You had a big year. Everybody knows, uh, obviously, you've been the number one rangefinder in golf for forever and a day. 
but there's many different product lines in that category, but there's also other product lines that you guys found big wins in last year, one being the wingman. Yeah. So, uh, you know, big thing for us uh, last year and kind of took us by surprise, I guess to say, we, you know, we knew we had some great was uh, our wingman speaker. So GPS wingman speaker. So it was a GPS and a speaker combined in one. So, you know, really what we want to focus on is providing, you know, the most accurate yardage as we could through GPS, making it very easy for, you know, the recreational golfer. Uh, but then adding that music component, which people really enjoy out on the golf course, you know, we were seeing it more and more people having speakers and music, not every club's going to allow, uh, obviously music on the golf course, but creating that fun, uh, environment out there. And it has been an absolute hit. You know, we, we kind of joked, it's like, did we just turn into a speaker company uh, <laughs> with how many units, you know, we've really had struggled to keep them, uh, in stock, uh, at a lot of our retailers across North America. Um, but we think it's a great, fun way you get, uh, you know, those yardages. Uh, you can put custom chirps in. That's been a huge feature that uh, I know all my buddies. Uh, so after they hit a shot, you, you know, whether it be good or bad, depending what they have on the speaker, you can, you can put that in there and, and chirp them. So, you know, we're really excited about our GPS line uh, as well. Uh, we're not, we don't want to forget about our average golfer or potentially an older consumer who has a hard time with stability holding uh, the rangefinder of the hand. We still going to have a product uh, for them uh, to get a, get it the most accurate yardage possible. And, and don't forget some of my, uh, our younger uh, players as well on a Saturday morning after a big Friday night. They can't <laughs> that as well. Yeah. Uh, in fact, there's a hybrid. You know, I'm a I'm a pro XE guy. There's a Tour V5, etc. Like you have a lot of popular product line, but there's a hybrid as well. Correct, Jerome, which is Correct. a GPS and uh, a range finder in one. Correct. Yeah. So we do offer the hybrid that will, will kind of bridges the gap between both. So some guys like to really know front, middle, back distances, not just specifically to the flag. So it is a combo unit that runs via both battery and um, you have to charge the uh, GPS component. Um, so that's a model that that's done well. But what we're seeing more and more is depending, you know, again, on the player type is, is someone like yourself, who's a competitive golfer, an avid golfer, they're really going to now, you know, gear towards a pro XE and the benefits of that pro XE for an avid golfer is it's going to be more durable. It's fully waterproof. It's going to have the most powerful laser, uh, that we make. We have the best, uh, slope compensated algorithm in the business. So you're going to get the most accurate yardage with slope. Um, uh, and has the bike technology with like a magnet on the cart. I think slope is one thing that I find interesting is, you know, if we were to go back, say, eight years ago, in terms of rangefinder sales for us and just what the consumer wanted, people didn't really want a slope rangefinder. But now, every year, we see those slope rangefinder sales increase um, because that's what the consumer wants. They're so like, yeah, you know what? I want to have a slope rangefinder in my bag because I play X course that's got a lot of up and down. Um, so, that, so that's been pretty, pretty interesting to see. So the, the, the Pro XE is definitely someone like yourself, Mark, who's an avid golfer. Um, our V5, V5 Shift, it's going to be, you know, any golfer. So you, we're going to have a new improved on the V5 Shift uh, slope algorithm. Uh, both units have uh, V5 or uh, virtual, um, virtual jolt. So that was a new technology we came out with a couple of years ago. And so the advantage of that is that, you know, we would get that jolt vibration to know that you locked on the flag. But with virtual jolt now, what it's allowing us to do is basically drag and guarantee we're going to get the flag every time. So you're, what you're doing is you're picking up, say, a tree or something in the background, you slide it to the flag, and it, it locks on very quickly. Um, so that's been a cool, cool feature uh, on there. 
and bike technology everyone loves because you can just magnetize it to the cart if you're if you're a cart golfer uh and just easy to find you don't have to you're not fumbling around oh where did i put it oh it falls out of the cart um so that's been a, been a big feature uh for us as well well, I love the product. I use it. Of time. I won't play without it. I, I won't use GPS. I'm a walker most of the time, but when I do play a certain golf course that has carts and GPS, I will not use the GPS in the cart. I don't trust it. I only trust my Bushnell product. Uh, sometimes maybe that is a, a, an irritating to some of my playing partners, but I said, you know how often those GPSs are wrong sometimes in those carts, depending on where you are, are my Bushnell's never wrong. So uh, I know we're planning a social media contest at some point this summer, uh, which we'll uh, get into later this spring and figure it out uh, what that's going to be for all of our listeners and viewers coast to coast in Canada. But uh, thanks for your support. Love the product, Jerome. Uh, we, we really don't partner with anyone at Golf Talk Canada uh, where we don't actually believe in the product and use it ourselves. Bushnell is no different. Uh, and thanks so much for your support and uh, good luck. I I'm sure you're going to have another amazing year. Thanks, Mark. Again, appreciate support from you guys also. Uh, and to all the golfers out there that listen to the show, you know, uh, follow us at bushnellgolf.com, uh, follow Golf Talk Canada, follow social and, and uh, love to see you guys out there on the course. Yep, lots coming from Bushnell this year. Bushnellgolf.com, bushnellgolf.com, your place to find all the information for all the product we've touched on and a few more we didn't touch on today. Well, always good to hear from Jerome, and I, and I do mean exactly what I say. I use the product constantly. I've used it for close to 20-plus years, and now that they're a part of Golf Talk Canada, that hasn't changed. I still am a regular Bushnell guy, and I'm a rangefinder guy. I like to aim, shoot, and point. Some people like their GPS, etc. I like exact. I want to know uh, to the edge of bunker, to the back of green. I, I like to point and shoot and feel that, uh, you know, I've got the right number so I can make a confident swing on it. Okay, on the other side, 25 years ago this week, Happy Gilmore was released. We're in Hollywood this week, a PGA Tour at the Genesis Invitational. So why not, in you program it this week, what's the greatest golf movie of all time? We'll welcome in Adam Scully. We'll bring in back Bob Weeks. And we will find out what is the greatest golf movie of all time. This is Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC presented by SmartGolfDeals.com was brought to you by WeatherTech Canada, Canada's leader in automotive accessories. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by SmartGolfDeals.com. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Play Golf Myrtle Beach. No destination in the world can match Myrtle Beach's volume of golf, quality, and value. Come discover why Myrtle Beach is the golf capital of the world. Welcome back to Golf Talk Canada. Zucchino, Weeks, and now Mr. Adam Scully. Good morning, Skulls. And by the way, congratulations, Uncle Adam. Gentlemen, thank you. Good to be here. Uh, some news I had to keep a secret for a very long time, but yes, I'm going to be an uncle in July. Things are happening. There you it's very go. exciting. Now, what's very he bench pressing or she bench pressing already? <laughs> you know? All right, guys. We started a segment a couple of weeks ago asking our Twitter audience, um, you, you program it. What, what would you like us to chat about that maybe we're not touching as you know, having two hours every week here, obviously on the TSN radio network, we're, we're covering and trying to get to the biggest stories, the biggest news we can, have some great guests. 
But we, you can't talk about everything all the time. So what are we missing? One of them was, hey, what about golf entertainment, movies, etc.? This week, Bob, PGA Tour, it's in Hollywood. 25 oh, years ago. Hollywood. 25 years ago, uh, Happy Gilmore was released. Um, so it brought up the question, what is the greatest golf movie of all time? Um, I'll give you first crack at this, Bob. There's a lot to choose from. There's been some good ones. There's been some bad ones. In your mind, mind what is the greatest golf film of all time? Well, first of all, you're right. There are a lot to choose from. Um, you know, there's there's uh, the greatest game ever played. There's Tommy's Honor. There's the short game. There's Loopers. There's even a movie, an Indian golf movie called Freaky Alley, which actually is a based a, a basically an Indian version of Happy Gilmore. So it's a very if you really want to go deep, you can go you can go and watch that movie. But the other thing about, about Happy Gilmore that a lot of listeners may not know is that it was filmed in Vancouver and mm-hmm. uh, was shot at Swanee Set Golf Course. And the fight scene with Bob Barker was filmed at uh, Furry Creek Golf Course, which is just up on the way uh, up to Whistler. But it, there's, it's an easy question to answer. It really is, getting back to your original question. The greatest golf movie ever, how do you beat a cast that includes Ted Knight, Rodney Dangerfield, Chevy Chase and Bill Murray. It's got to be Caddyshack. I mean, there's not a golfer alive who can't repeat three or four of the lines from that movie, right? You know, hey, you must have been something before there was electricity. What happened? Somebody step on a duck? Uh, we got a pool. Of soup with that? We got a pool and a pond. The pond will be good for you, right? Uh, yeah. What was the name of the Indian Happy Gilmore movie, Bob? It's called Freaky Alley. So I know now, officially, we have been asking the question, all of us, to ourselves, to our family, to our friends during COVID, what happens when you've actually consumed Netflix and Amazon Prime Video, where you've watched the whole thing, (laughs) add Crave to that? Well, you find the movie Freaky Alley is what the answer (laughs) to that question. That's where you land. Okay, Adam, greatest golf movie of all time. We've got a vote and, and a case for Caddyshack. Where are you going, boss? Yeah, I mean, okay, Caddyshack, it's a little before my time, I'll say that. I really have to rewatch it, I must say. I like Tin Cup a lot, I really do. That, that, was, that was Kevin Costner was excellent in it, some great cameos in that as well, Romeo the Caddy too. But Happy Gilmore, to me, I can repeat almost that entire movie. If I were to watch that right now on mute, I honestly think I could get 60% of the lines without any audio. It would just be me talking. It's my favorite. <laughs> Now, Adam, uh, you're all over social media all the time. Did you see Shooter McGavin uh, challenge Phil Mickelson to a match on the anniversary? So Shooter McGavin, I forget the actor's name who played Shooter McGavin, but uh, saying that him and Tiger would take on Phil and Adam Sandler. Phil's response is brilliant. Did you see Phil's response? Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll actually I'll get into that a little bit more in, in uh, three dub oh, winners weird and what okay, actually. Okay. And, and Christopher McDonald, the actor's That's name, it. he was on he was on Golf Channel. Uh, on their Golf Today show on the day of the anniversary. And he was he was pretty funny in the interview. But uh, how about you, Mark? What's your favorite golf movie? Well, I actually had an opportunity, too, to meet Christopher McDonald one year at Riviera. The first year I worked Riviera, many, many years ago, I think Bob might have been there, too, that night. It was uh, yeah. Christopher McDonald, Bob, uh, Don Johnson, and right. I'm fr- oh, Kevin Cosner, I believe, was the third yeah. actor. That's right. Oh, no, that's right. And, Danny, and Danny, Noon- Danny Noonan, Michael yeah. O'Keefe. That's right. 
Uh, and what you know that was classic. They were uh, TaylorMade was having a launch that night, and they used Hollywood as a theme, and they brought in uh, you know some of the greatest golf uh, actors, I guess for lack of a better term, from golf movies of all time. For me, guys, you know I enjoy. It's interesting because um, I really like Happy Gilmore. There's a few other golf movies. Uh, Legend of Bagger Vance, I thought was a pretty good movie. I li- I'm a Will Smith fan. I like I like Will Smith. There's you know there's certainly a few good ones out there but i'm going to show my age and kind of go with bob on this one and say listen there's only one rocky one guys okay i love rocky four okay greatest christmas movie of all time is rocky four i think everybody knows that rocky over drago in moscow on christmas day trumps it's a wonderful life pretty easy especially if you're italian or related or married to any type of italian that's the greatest christmas movie of all time well it's still, though, only Rocky won. There's still only one Academy Award winner in the franchise. Well, that is what, to me, Caddyshack is to the golf community. Bob, to your point, the cast, maybe because it was the first one, maybe because to this day, the lines we still drop, you know, the llama was long, you know, like, it's just, there's just one after another, uh, putting with the I don't think the heavy daughter. stuff's going to come down for quite a while. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> And that's, that's the, the, thing. Best. The, the best thing, too, I find about Caddyshack is uh, I love uh, I love Happy Gilmore, but nobody actually knows a Happy Gilmore, right? No one knows someone who got in a fist fight with Bob Barker, although that is an absolute beauty uh, of a scene. But when you watch Caddyshack, you almost know every character in that movie from a golf club you've been to, visited, or have joined in your life. Those characters are just amped-up versions of, uh, of, re- of real-life characters that live almost at every golf club. And, and I always find that to be the best, when you can relate and go, yep, we got that guy, yep, we got that guy. And uh, we're going to go with Caddyshack. So hit us up on Twitter, at Golf Talk Canada. At Golf Talk Canada is the Twitter handle. And let us know uh, some fun topics that we'll get into throughout the year. Hopefully we'll be able to do this every week, sometimes major week, player championship week, etc. We might not be able to get to it every single week. Uh, and we'll try to incorporate a contest and some prizing around it as well, which we're still working on. Lots to come. Uh, if you're listening to us uh, on the TSN Radio Network and you don't get our to a GTC, hit us up on the iHeartRadio app as well as tsn.ca uh, slash radio, tsn.ca slash radio. You can get our two of Golf Talk Canada. And that also is related to some big news coming up uh, at the end of our two. So you're going to know how to get Golf Talk Canada as uh, we've got some big announcement coming up at the end of our two. Ralph Bauer going to join us at the top of our one. Of course, the uh, teaching director at Hamilton Golf Club. Uh, PGA Tour instructor has a great new uh, putting product we're going to jump into. Stardom Sidham for the TSN Edge fantasy players. You like to lay a little lollies, play some fantasy golf. We're going to get Stardom Sidham. Winners, weird and what? Leaderboard updates. So much to get to for hour two. We'll do it on the other side with Ralph Bowers. Thank you so much for listening to hour one. Remember, first good decision on the golf course always starts in the closet. This segment of GTC presented by SmartGolfDeals.com was brought to you by Play Golf Myrtle Beach. No destination in the world can match Myrtle Beach's volume of golf, quality, and value. Come discover why Myrtle Beach is the golf capital of the world. Thank you for listening to Hour 1 of GTC. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Golf Talk Canada. 
For show archives, podcasts, and all things GTC, visit GolfTalkCanada.com. And don't miss Golf Talk Canada Television weekly on the TSN Television Network. This is Hour 2 of Golf Talk Canada, presented by SmartGolfDeals.com, the smartest way to shop for golf. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Picton Mahoney Asset Management. For over 15 years, our focus has been on helping Canadians stay invested in all market conditions, including this one. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Zucchino, Bob Weeks, and Adam Scully. Welcome back to Golf Talk Canada, hour two of GTC, three dubs, stardom, sit'em, leaderboard updates. We're going to get to a huge announcement at the end of the show that will affect GTC moving forward for the remainder of this season. Lots to get to, but bringing in now a good friend of our show, uh, he is at Canadian Golf Coach. That tells you right there, it's CDN Golf Coach, at CDN Golf Coach, Ralph Bauer joining us now. Ralph, good morning. How are you, sir? Very well, Mark. How are you? I'm good. Ralph, of course, uh, head, uh, head, excuse me, uh, teaching pro to many of the best players in the world on the PGA Tour. But Ralph, before we get into, we wanted to have you on this morning because I know you've got a new uh, a putting aid and system that you've that you've come up with that I know you're excited about. We usually talk to you a lot about what the guys on tour are doing, what they're working on, etc. But I got to congratulate you and start with uh, Director of Instruction now at Hamilton Golf and Country Club, one of the finest facilities in the entire country. Love Hamilton. Uh, last time I was at Hamilton, it was walking the fairways for the RBC Canadian Open. It was, uh, in my opinion, the best Canadian Open we've ever had. So congratulations on the new job. And tell us about how that came about and the decision to, to take on something of that magnitude. Yeah, thanks, Mark. So, uh, you know, oddly enough, I, I interviewed for the job 27 years ago. And, you know, finally, finally got it this year. So it's a weird interview process they have. But, uh, you know, it took me almost three decades. But, uh, you know, I got it. So uh, that was great. You know, after the U.S. Open, I came home. You know, I had all these quarantines. I, I think I spent, uh, you know, I, I had four separate, you know, uh, two-week quarantines. And I thought, you know what, uh, it gives you a lot of time to think, right? A lot of time to come up with uh, new training aids and a lot of time to think about, you know, your career. I thought, hey, I'm going to switch gears here a bit, stay at home a little bit more. And, you know, the guys on tour have been super receptive to it. And they're like, hey, like, let's just do some work on the, uh, you know, or, or, you know, online. And it's been going great. Mark, you there? Sorry. Oh, sorry, I was supposed to, uh, Bob was jumping in with a question. I think he's muted, Ralph. Uh, oh, Bob, okay. are you back up? Oh, I still can't hear Bob. So, it's all right, okay. great. So, no worries. So, it's good. It's So, no, so the guys on tour... Going- Sorry, yeah, the guys so on know. tour were receptive, and that's the world of technology we're working in. And you and I have worked on some of these online lessons as well, where I have sent you some footage, and you're able to analyze it, get back. And that's just a great example of, of the modern tools and whatnot that, that now is available to us. So you, you kind of teased it there. You said you had a lot of opportunity to sit around, think about uh, new training aids, new this, new that, and the latest is... A putting aid. So, how? Where did this come from? Like, where was the need for this aid? Because usually, what I found, and correct me, Ralph, if I'm wrong, because you know way more about this than I ever will. But usually, when these things come up, someone like you, dealing with the best players in the world, you identify a need. Not just the best players in the world, but just your regular uh, guys at Hamilton, your your regular students. You you identify a need. Like, man, I wish there was something that was on the market in the marketplace that identified or addressed 
this. Is that where this starts, and how do you get from there to where you are now? Tell us about this device. Yeah, Mark, I'm, I'm glad you said that because that's exactly what happened. Uh, you know, just de- dealing with, you know, players, you know, and, and especially putting. I mean, no, nobody likes missing an eight-footer. Uh, I, I always felt that, the, you know, when a player was putting well, they were hitting it in the middle of the putter face. So I had a prototype that I used on tour for actually for 10 years. And I had tremendous success with it on tour. And the, I used it with about 12 players. And uh, the, the average of those 12 guys, they, they average about a 0.6 shot a day improvement with their putting. So, you know, for tour players, I mean, that makes a substantial difference to their, to their paycheck. And, you know, it, it just was very successful. I, I never wanted to use it with other players because I just wanted my guys to putt well. So whenever, <laughs> <laughs> you know, because I'd have players say, hey, you know, you should be selling these. And I'm like, no, I just, I don't want everybody to putt well. I just want you to putt well. And they're like, hey, good idea, Ralph. <laughs> so so I, I did that for about 10 years. Uh, you know, went, went really well. I, you know, I, I always enjoyed using it. I thought it went, went, you know, great. And then I said, I had some time to think, you know, in one of those quarantines. And I came up with an idea to, to make it uh, better. And it's gone over great. It's been super receptive. You know, the, the guys love it. And, uh, you know, they're definitely putting better. And, uh, you know, it's just been a lot. Of, it's been a lot of fun to, you know, make some, pro, you know, do some prototyping with the 3D printing. And, and uh, it's been great. I'm having it made in Toronto. And it's just been, you know, it's been a lot of fun for sure. So, uh, Ralph, when are we going to be able to see this? When are we going to be able to buy it? When are we going to use it? I want some improvement. I want that point six on there. And I know someone else who apparently is uh, – I know someone else is champing at the bit to try and get it to is uh, our good friend, the O-Dog, right? Yeah, so that, that's – I'm glad you brought that up. I forgot, I, I forgot about that. So, uh, O-Dog sent me an email asking about his putting. And, you know, he sent me some video and, uh, you know – I really felt like I couldn't help him, you know, without this training aid. So I thought, I thought, hey, if he had join the crowd, aid, yeah, you know, I felt like if he had this training aid, he'd be all set, right? Then it'd be very easy for me to give him the training aid, tell him, give him a couple kind of quick tips, and and he'd be, you know, rolling it much better. So that was part of the impetus to like say, hey, you know what, I, I better make these because I I think it'll help a lot of people. So um, basically, what I, what I found is, you know, in the original prototype, I found that, you know, if I can get guys to hit it in the middle of the putter face every single time, they'll definitely putt better, which is true. So now Ralph, I'm... Oh, sorry, ahead. I didn't mean to cut you off there, Ralph. I'm just no, curious. No. When, I, when I was a kid, we used to have these magnets that we would attach to the face of the golf club to kind of shrink the sweet spot to kind of train us to find the middle of the club. And, and, you know, we used them for a bit, and they kind of disappeared. I haven't seen them in decades. Can you physically describe what this device is? Because we haven't seen it. I'm curious, physically, what does this look like? Yeah, it's kind of the opposite of those clips. Like, those clips were, uh, you know, two prongs that you would try to miss, right? And and this is... uh, basically a circle in the middle that you're trying to hit. So you're turning, instead of turning into a negative, like trying to miss the two prongs, you're trying to hit it. But what I did is I had it engineered so that the only way you can, uh, you know, the, the, the only way it'll work is if you 
hit it with the proper you know angle of attack, not to get too complicated. But so so it has to be struck in the middle of the uh, putter face, but it also has to be uh, struck with the proper angle of attack, or you get Im- immediate feedback. I'll, I'll give you an example on this. I was testing Mackenzie Hughes uh, this summer, who's a probably one of the top five putters in the world over, over the last year, and he his his uh, stroke was identical on a straight putt to a right and a right to left and a left to right. So his angle of attack on all of them, not to get too technical, was was you know 1.2 degrees up, which is which is great. And then I measured another tour player, and he had, he was great. You know he had a 1.5 degree angle of attack on a straight putt. But on a right-to-left, his angle of attack was three. And on a left-to-right putt, his angle of attack was negative two. So he was kind of all over the place and struggling at the time. So, you know, using this, we, we got him to, you know, essentially turn every putt into a straight putt is the theory behind it. So it's, it's a kind of a simple concept, but, you know, so is the wheel. And, and that's worked out pretty well for whoever invented that. <laughs> I'm not trying to that's say good. this is. I'm not trying to say this is as revolutionary as the wheel, but I'm also not not saying that. It's kind of like fire, right? Fire in the wheel and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, where? Okay. So when when can we get this? When can we buy it? When can I put this on my putter? So right now, I've just got I, I've got it. I've just got the tour version done because I'm trying to uh, fill the orders for the for the tour players first and, you know, for serious golfers first. And then I've got a club championship version coming out in a couple of weeks that, uh, that that's just a little bit more forgiving that would, uh, you know, be helpful as well. So right now the tour version one, if somebody DMs me on, on one of my, you know, on Instagram or uh, uh, Twitter, you know, I'd be happy to, to set them up and, and send it out. Right now I'm only selling it with a lesson because I want to get people off to a good start. So, you know, you take, take a, a lesson, you know, an online lesson with me, you get the training aid. I feel super confident that the average person is going to for sure drop a shot a day at least with you know, probably 20 minutes, 30 minutes of, of practice, you know, twice a week or not every couple of weeks. Ralph, uh, Adam Scully here. Uh, first of all, as a two handicap who averages about 39 putts around, this is so intriguing <laughs> to me. And I'm going to be sliding into your DMs in about one minute. Uh, but, but elsewhere, on, on Instagram and social media, you've posted these great fitness videos um, you know, of how to stay in shape. And we're now, you know, we're almost at the end of February, golf season here in the GTA hopefully six, seven weeks away, any recommended stretches or, you know, if someone's watching the third round on TSN today of the Genesis Invitational, maybe a stretch they can do while watching? Uh, well, uh, you know, I'm glad you brought up the Genesis Invitational, but before we get into the stretches, the, you know, it's probably the best golf course on tour, yep. but you guys, uh, you know, have all seen it. I, I can never figure out if the 10th hole is my favorite hole in the world or my least favorite hole in the world. <laughs> hundred uh, percent. It's 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 the most fun you can have on three hundred yards unless you're the guy playing it. Yeah, it's all you know, I've only ever been nervous watching my guys twice. There's two holes that scare me, and that's definitely one of them. Uh, you know, it's 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 so crazy hard. But sometimes I think it's the best hole in the world, and then sometimes I I, I think it's the worst. Um, Adam, to, to answer your question about the stretching, you know, there's there's a lot of 
uh, great stretches out there. I, I've been using an app from a very good friend of mine, Craig Davies, uh, who's got a wonderful app. He's put a tremendous amount of time and effort into it. He's got to be the best trainer in the world. And he, you know, he's from Niagara, and he's got a beautiful app that, you know, pretty affordable. Uh, Achieve Depth is his company, and I've been using that. It's been helping a lot. I, I thought some of the stretches were, were kind of dumb, and I didn't want to do them, and I couldn't believe how much better I felt it felt afterwards. But uh, awesome. it's amazing how much Adam, you're right. It's amazing how much information there is on, online. I, I, you know, thank you for the compliment on some of the stretches that I've posted. He Absolutely. is Canadian Golf Coach, at Canadian Golf Coach on Twitter, at Ralph Bauer Golf on Instagram. Follow him on both Twitter and Instagram if you're interested, not only in this putting aid, uh, but also just getting better, maybe booking a lesson online and just keeping up with all things Ralph Bauer. Uh, love this device because you can have the best path in the world. You can aim as good as anyone in the world, and if you're hitting your putter off the toe and heel, it doesn't matter. So finally, someone addressing it. Ralph, thanks so much, man. Take care. Let's talk in. Uh, let's talk soon. Let's talk uh, as we get closer to uh, major championship golf season. Gentlemen, thank you very much. And if you ever need a fourth for a scramble, I'm your guy. I love it. Perfect. All right, we're going to hit you up on that. <laughs> Ralph Bauer, there he is, guys. On the other side, we will get back to the Genesis Invitational. We will do stardom, sit em. Adam, Bob, yours truly. Who do we like heading into the final 36? Who are we worried about? Who do we think eh, unlikely to make a move? Start of Sidham next. This is GTC. This segment of GTC presented by SmartGolfDeals.com was brought to you by Picton Mahoney Asset Management. For over 15 years, our focus has been on helping Canadians stay invested in all market conditions, including this one. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by SmartGolfDeals.com. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Woodington Lake Golf Club, proud home of PGA Tour Canada's Ontario Open. Welcome back to GTC. It is Zucchino, it is Weeks, it is Scully, TSN Edge, your home for all your fantasy needs in the world of sports, including golf, and uh, Adam, Bob, and I have been Hitting up TSN Edge every week with our picks uh, leading into each week's PGA Tour event. And, you know, guys, I was looking at the numbers. One of our, uh, one of our main uh, listeners on uh, GTC uh, and viewers, I should say, as well, on, uh, on the TV side, uh, did the old uh, add, added up the uh, leaderboard. And uh, I looked at some of the numbers, and I was like, wow, you know, uh, we're, we're doing okay. So shout out to Christian Anderson, who I know he listens all the time and watches all the time. And uh, I was actually uh, sur pleasantly surprised at our numbers in relation to par each week. We've actually uh, done quite well. Still waiting for our next winner. It's been a while since yeah. we've had a winner, but I mean, we're close every week. Okay, so let's start there. Let's start cup half full. Bob, who do you like this week to push Sam Burns? Or maybe you just like Sam Burns to push this over the finish line. <laughs> I think it's a pretty easy pick. Uh, I would say it's Dustin Johnson. Uh, you know, DJ's DJ, as we said at the start of the show, doesn't look like he's even broken a sweat yet, and he's seven under. There's only one person ahead of him. Interesting. Last year, his his uh, his third round scoring average was tops on the PGA Tour, a ridiculous 66.82 third round scoring average. I'm expecting him to light up the par fives over the weekend and uh, and be very close, if not win this one. Adam, 
Bob goes with number one in the world, number three on the FedEx Cup point list. My pick this week on TSN Edge on Wednesday, I picked DJ to win this championship. He won this event in 2017 and is competitive everywhere he goes at all times. Who are you starting, Scully? Yeah, first of all, on DJ, he was hitting it sideways. Like, he was hitting it sideways through three or four holes yesterday, and then he just sort of flipped the switch. Like, this is the most dominant player we've seen since Tiger, I have to he say. He was honestly. playing the big cut that didn't cut. And yeah, that's a scary, that, that is scary when that fade doesn't fade, and he manages to shoot 67, to your point. Yeah, so you, you mentioned our audience and, you know, interacting with, with coworkers or fans uh, on the TSN edge, and I've been very high on Max Homa for four weeks now, I want to say. And so I'm, I'm leaning on him. I'm starting Max Homa again this weekend. I started or I picked him on TSN Edge earlier this week. So far at the Genesis, he's third in strokes gained off the tees. 52nd in strokes gained approach to green. Not hitting it great, but he's still in the mix. He's been knocking on the door all through 2021 so far. Paris 68s last weekend, including a wild ride on Sunday at Pebble Beach with a double and a bogey as well. I think this is Max Holmes' time to come from behind and pick up his second career PGA Tour victory. Mark, who do you like? You guys want to hear something crazy? Check this out. Uh, we could almost use this in Winner's Weird and What. I didn't just because there was so much to talk about this week. But the 2012 NCAA Championship was held at the Riviera Country Club. Listen to the names on the leaderboard in the top 10 of that 2012 NCAA. Tyler McCumber, Patrick Cantley. Justin Thomas, okay, he missed the cut bad. Max Homa on that leaderboard. Corey Connors in this event, miss, mix, excuse me, missed the cut. But the fact that Patrick Cantley, Tyler McCumber, Max Homa all had uh, incredible uh, NCAA 2012s, it almost looks like this leaderboard here today at the Genesis. That, that's, it's eerie, and you've got to think that's almost 10 years ago. Okay, I'm with Bob. To me, this is an absolute no-brainer. You've got the number one player in the world, who can't, hasn't hit his driver well yet, which is just a matter of time before he starts leaning on that cut, has not dominated the par fives yet. Uh, I firmly believe Dustin Johnson has not played his best round of golf in this golf tournament. There is no reason to not start Dustin Johnson right now. He's the number one player in the world for a reason. I picked him on Wednesday on TSN Edge. Why would I not pick him now? you got to dance with who brought you to the ball. DJ took me for a spin. I'm staying for a second round. Bob, who are you sitting, sir? Ah, well, this is, I think this is a fairly easy one as too. I'm picking the guy at the top of the leaderboard, Sam Burns. Unfortunately, I like Sam. I like his game. Um, but his weekends have not been his strong suit, <laughs> definitely. He's averaging this year, just this year, he's averaging 69.8 and uh, 69 on Thursday and Friday and then 70.7 and 72 on Saturday Sunday. He ranks 167th in third-round scoring, and uh, it's just Sunday's not much better. He's 144th, so weekends have not been friendly to Sam Burns, so that's why I'm going to sit him. Adam? Well, Bob, you know, it's sometimes good minds think alike, and the notes I have written here, I'm also sitting Sam Burns, and I literally have almost the identical notes written down about <laughs> weekend scoring. I will say as well, two of his last six rounds on um, third and final rounds have only been in the 60s. Plus, this week he's first in strokes gain approach and first in strokes gain putting. Is that sustainable? No. I am sitting Sam Burns. Mark, who you sitting? Well, there's one thing I know that is certain. <laughs> Sam Burns is winning this golf tournament because yours truly is also wow. sitting <laughs> Sam Burns. We're loading up. All right, so when the three of us agree that somebody's going in the other direction, 
only one thing's possible. It's going to go the other way. I'm with you guys for every reason you already outlined. There's no reason for me to reiterate what you said. Uh, I do think Sam Burns is going to be an incredible player, and I do think there's a lot of David Duvall going on right now. Not to suggest that Sam Burns is going to be the number one player in the world, but I do believe when he gets the monkey off his back that Sam Burns has the talent to be a multiple winner on the PGA Tour. The one thing I will add to the reason though why I'm sitting him to all the reasons you guys outlined is when you're trying to get your first win on the PGA Tour, sometimes the worst thing you can have is a five-shot lead and be expected to win. It is hard to play with a five-shot lead. We've seen Dustin Johnson blow six-shot leads in the past. We've seen you know, big names not be able to protect leads. And if you're trying to get the monkey off your back and play with nothing to lose and grab that first victory, and now you're going to play defense on 36 holes on a ball striker's golf course, course that has nuances and subtleties that uh, are maybe different than any other golf course, certainly on the West Coast swing, going to be hard for sam burns uh this is the first guys by the way we have never all chosen to sit the same guy and we've almost started it with the exception of, of scully max homa bob and i are exactly the same there's only one name we chose different max homa absolutely uh crazy that is not so, so i don't know i feel i, I feel bad because we're not cheering against sam burns i actually really like sam burns think he's a great player so Hope he's not listening this morning. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys, there it is. Stardom Cinema, and we're back. TSN Edge, your home for all your fantasy needs in the world of sports, including the PGA Tour. We'll be back Wednesday with our picks for the workday, which is going to be brutally hard to handicap the workday. Concession Golf Club, we don't know a clue about this golf course in terms of how it's going to play to the world's best. Uh, hard to handicap uh, a golf tournament when you, you really don't have a feel for what the course is. Uh, is going to mandate in terms of a champion. Uh, we'll have to be going on weather and form next week, I believe, more at the workday. going to be hard to see. We'll get to that on Wednesday. Okay, on the other side, no shortage, zero shortage in the world of golf. Three duck, winner's weird and what? We'll get to it next. This is Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC presented by SmartGolfDeals.com was brought to you by Woodington Lake Golf Club. Proud home of PGA Tour Canada's Ontario Open. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by SmartGolfDeals.com. This segment of GTC is brought to you by the Muskoka Bay Club and Resort. Live, stay, and play. Welcome back to GTC, Zucchino, Scully, Weeks, and it is that time. We actually, we got a lot still to get to. We have a big announcement coming up in the next segment, so I should not uh, forget to remind our audience that we do have something to announce to them. We will get you caught up on leaderboards in the world of golf, too. Not much going on. Genesis Invitational, there is a Corn Ferry uh, Tour event as well. We will uh, do that before we wrap up today's show. But our favorite time, three-dub, the good, the bad, the ugly, winner's weird and what. Adam, tea is yours, sir. Yeah, well, I, I had the coffee. I got to activate the calves, and I got to step on one here. <laughs> Come on, baby. That's what I'm going to do today. Hit bombs and attack the pin. Well, Mark, you mentioned the Corn Ferry Tour, and that's where I'm going with my winner this week, and that is Albin Choi. Uh, you know the story. He has had an unbelievable story on and off the golf course, formerly one of the top amateurs in the world. Tragedy in his personal life and 
he was broke, you know, a year and a half ago. And then he, he knows Sung J.M., caddies for Sung J.M. at the Honda Classic, wins caddying for, for Sung J.M., unbelievable story, battled through injuries, back playing, shot eight under in a practice round with Taylor Pendrith with a triple bogey. Then what's he do? He Monday qualifies for the Corn Ferry Tour event this week. And then he's the first round leader. He shoots nine under, makes it to the weekend. He put a tweet out saying he's so happy playing in the weekend. Got responses from players like Max Homa, Graham Dillette. They both responded. Obviously, you guys know my connection with Albin Shoy. I went to high school with him. Um, I, I've, I've been through a lot with Albin. Uh, Albin actually called me the night, the night uh, before uh, the funeral of his, of his mother, unfortunately. It's something I'll never forget. And he was very stoic throughout that funeral. I'm very proud of Albin for what he's done. I, I traded text with him earlier this week. Uh, we'll have him on Golf Talk Canada hopefully very soon. He's pumped to be back playing. But, Bob, this is an unbelievable comeback story for Alvin Choi. I, I put out a tweet this uh, yesterday, and it said, uh, you know, as media people, we're supposed to be impartial. But, boy, it's hard not to cheer for, for Alvin Choi because uh, he's such a nice guy, and he has a wealth of talent. I mean, all the way through his career, he's just been nothing but a great golfer. And, and I think, finally, he's, uh, he's kind of settled into – um, into his world, into his life, and I'm, I'm expecting good things from him and, and uh, hopefully some great scores. Yeah, you know, two, two things, Scully, to add uh, to this is that, you know, when you go through tragedy off the golf course and go through real things in life, sometimes uh, down the road you can become a better player from it because you realize how little golf matters when you, when you, you know, lose somebody important to you, et cetera, et cetera. So hopefully something good could come out of this. He actually was suspended due to darkness on Thursday night. I had to come out and make that birdie Friday morning. I have one question for you, Adam. How did Albin feel uh, being the second best player on that high school golf team? <laughs> yeah, you know, it's, it's something that uh, we'll have to ask him on this show how he felt uh, about that. Uh, but, you know, good for Albin. It's an unbelievable comeback story. Looking forward to having him on this show and uh, rooting for him this weekend at the, on the Corn Ferry Tour and going forward. Uh, my weird this week, Brooks Kepka. I, I talk about Brooks Kepka a lot in Winners Weird and What. And he decided to tell a story after he missed uh, three straight cuts and then obviously won the Waste Management Phoenix Open. But he was a little ticked off, a little frustrated. And before the waste management, he decided to snap not one, but two sets of irons over his knee because he was just so, just so mad about what he was doing and so frustrated. Two sets of clubs. I mean, we saw the Hendrick Stenson school of, of snapping <laughs> clubs in the European Tour anger management video. But, Mark, I mean, two sets no. of clubs. Brooks, but, what are you doing, man? But, but, Adam, not strong enough to snap his driver the previous week remember on the on the shoulders he's not he's not hitting the press he's not lifting like you are obviously i mean i mean my goal is to bench press 225 pounds 15 times like brooks but i'm pretty sure i can snap a driver over my back if i tried i don't know brooks Uh, Uh, he is an interesting cat good for him to come back and now he's in the mix again this weekend Bob, I see an interesting uh, tailor-made video this year where you and I are just feeding Adam drivers to see if he can snap them across his shoulders. You know, it's easy to snap your snap all your clubs when you got somebody in the truck to put new shafts in for you, right? <laughs> exactly, exactly. Oh, now, my my what this week? Uh, something that we brought up a little earlier in the show. You know, the 25th anniversary of Happy Gilmore, and uh, so the shooter McGavin has a Twitter account. It's obviously. A fictional account but he put a challenge out saying shooter and tiger woods against phil mickelson and adam sandler winner gets grandma's house 
And Phil responds saying, Happy and I would own you both as well as Grandma's house. Just saying, wink face. Boys, once again, Phil Mickelson, maybe not playing so great on the golf course, but we'll see him next week on PGA Tour Champions. But off the golf course, without a doubt, this man is an all-star. Unbelievable. And you know what? If he gets into TV, I think it's a big win for all of us. He, like Phil's just so entertaining. I think he'll be great in that role. He's, he's going to be awesome. Looking forward to see that. Okay, Mark, the tea is now yours, my friend. I'll answer the question. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! All right, my winner this week is Taehoon Kim from the Korean Tour, who is making his PGA Tour debut at the Genesis Invitational. Now, Taehoon ended up missing the cut this week. So you're saying to yourself, well, how is he your winner, Mark, if he's going home after 36 holes? Well, Taehoon got into this tournament by winning the Genesis Open on the Korean Tour. What else did he get for that? He got himself a brand-new car, brand-new Genesis. And then what did he do? Well, he won the Order of Merit on the Korean Tour. What did he get for that? Guess what? His second brand new Genesis automobile. And then on Thursday, he stood up to the tee at the par 316th, and he did this. At the par 316th, sponsor's exemption, Taehoon Kim with the T-168 today. He's at 200 par, putting together a nice opening round. This on a good line. Takes a hop under hole. Trickling to the cup and down! The ace, Taehoon Kim with the hole-in-one. He wins himself a brand-new car and vaults to four under par. And there he is. That's my call from PGA Tour Radio. I happened to be following Taehoon Kim when he got to that hole. And they said, Mark, let's call this just in case. And sure enough, <laughs> just in case, his third car, boys. That's unbelievable. Bob, uh, Mark McCumber's on the uh, call this week with us. He's our analyst. He said, I have had two hole-in-ones in my PGA Tour career. He said to me, he goes, Mark, the first time I won a car, it was at Honda. The second time was at the U.S. Open at Wingfoot. And you know what I got? The honors on the next tee. <laughs> I, it was funny there. You were—I thought you were actually just—you uh, were just calling that from your chair right now. Like I didn't, it like, I didn't realize it was PGA Tour Radio. But I, the only—I was just gonna say—the only story I've ever heard better than that was out in Edmonton. A guy made a hole in one in the Edmonton Oilers charity tournament and thought he won a car. Unfortunately, uh, three groups before him, somebody had won it, so there was only one car given away. So the guy oh. made the hole in one, but didn't get anything but a nice handshake. Uh, that's, that is a good story. I like that. And you're right. It is. Some of the radio calls now sound bizarre. I said this the other day when after I made that call and I heard the call back and I went, man, without galleries, you really notice it in a moment like that. Unlike the Waste Management Phoenix Open a week ago where you finally got some ambience and some roars and screams around the Coliseum. Their kid slam dunks. Actually, he's 35 years old, but he slam dunks one for his third car. And it's silent society out there. OK, my weird this week. Uh, Adam, you know, you're always talking about putting. We just talked to Ralph Bauer about putting. Putting is a weird animal. You can hit, you know, 15 greens and shoot 74, which I believe you might have done last year, actually, come oh, to yeah. think about it. Adam Scott always struggled a little bit with his putting, right, guys? He's a broom handle putter, won a Masters, obviously, with a broom handle, had to kind of reinvent a little bit how he used the broom handle after the anchoring ban went in, cut down his broom handle this week. He's putting with a shorter version of the broom handle. He goes out. Thursday at Riviera and he leads the field in strokes game putting after round one with this shorter putter he makes 106 feet of putts on Thursday maybe looks 
like something is clicking, look out for a two-time champion at the Genesis. Adam, what's he do Friday? Oh, he falls to 109th in the field. Can't roll it into a bathtub. Makes 70 less feet of putt. This is why the game is so frustrating. Ben Hogan was right. We shouldn't even putt. Let's just play greens in regulation and give out points for who hits it the best. Hopefully, hopefully Adam Scott's got Ralph Bauer on speed dial. I mean, it, it sounds like this product is, is tailor-made for him. I mean, Adam Scott was hitting it very well, too. But, yeah, he could not putt at all on Friday. All right, guys, my what this week, Bob? Look, come on. Look at the names that miss the cut. Sergio Garcia. Justin Thomas, I'm going to give a bit of a pass to. Playing with a heavy heart. He's got things going on off the golf course. Maybe the worst performance I may have ever seen from Justin Thomas. Okay, Bubba Watson, he misses the cut certainly uh, on occasion. But he's won three times at this golf tournament. He missed the cut. But the one that leaps out at me, the one that makes no sense at all, and the one that I'm trying to figure out why, there is no reason... And I mean no reason that Rory McIlroy should miss the cut with a 76 on a Friday at the Genesis Invitational. This is a ball strikers golf course. This is not a putting contest. This is why we called it Hogan's Alley. Hogan won three times here in the span of 12 months back in the 40s. Why? Like, how does Rory allow this to happen? To me, and I love Rory McIlroy. And I think when he's in full flight, like we saw at the RBC Canadian Open, there's not many things that are more beautiful. But this is also the reason why he hasn't won a major since 2014. This is also the reason why he hasn't taken the monkey off his back at Augusta National. There is something missing between the ears. And I don't mean that in terms of intelligence. I mean that in a bit of the eye of the tiger for me, Bob. Where's the fight for Rory? I'm feeling like, is this a result, Bob, of him being in contention and not being able to get it done recently, and now that's starting to wear at him. A lot. Where are you on this? I, I'm kind of uh, almost mystified at this one because this is a, a golf course that you would think would be well suited for Rory. It's a, it's a, a <laughs> I mean, a tournament where everyone's out there. It's the like, misses the first. It's the first missed cut since the 2019 Open Championship, by the way. So he doesn't miss many cuts. He'd made 25 in a row with the longest active streak. I, I have no answer as to why this happened, but maybe, he, as like you said, in some ways, he's gone almost too far on the mental calmness side, and he needs a little bit of a fire up. Well, and that's what we'll be looking for Jordan Spieth this week, too. To your point, Bob, if you try to be somebody you're not, you gotta you got to be who you are. Jordan Spieth was talking about, oh, he wants boring golf. He needs to play. No, play your own game. I would say the same to Rory. Okay, Bob, winner's weird and what, sir? The tea is yours. So, so what do I do? Just aim for the pond? No, you're not supposed to hit it into the water. But you hit it into the water. I know I hit it into the water. Well, why do they even have water if you're not supposed to hit it there? Because it's fun! We're having fun! Look, it went further than your ball. All right, guys, my winner this week is, well, it's an obvious winner, Dustin Johnson. Of course, he wins pretty much every week, but, but it's for a different reason, and that's because he has a secret weapon in the bag. Have you heard about this secret weapon? No, this I is why he is playing so well, because he has put a seven wood into his bag. And mm-hmm. I'm calling him the winner because that makes the seven wood now everyone can play the seven wood. Before it was like, you know, my dad at 88 would play the seven wood or, uh, you know, some junior kid played a seven wood or something like that. But now he's made it official that if the world's number one player is using a seven wood, then we should all be able to use a seven wood. So he said that the big difference was he had a three wood and a five wood. 
that basically went the same distance. Mm -hmm. And then he had this, uh, he had the hybrids for a while in there, and he had a couple other clubs, but he has settled on a seven wood apparently. Comes, comes in and out of the bag depending on the tournament and the course. But he loves the seven wood. So, you know, this week we're going to be up uh, visiting the TaylorMade Lab, and uh, you know what I'm going to ask for? Seven wood it is, Bob. You got it, baby. <laughs> You're gonna see me hitting the seven wood because now no it's okay. <laughs> it's all all right. So uh, the only difference, Bob, 250 yard cut seven wood for DJ is what I'm guessing. Yeah, one yeah, 190 yard cut for Bob. Yeah, 193. There you go, and it'll be a slice, not a cut. So <laughs> there we go. Now, the, my weird this week is um, is basically something we've been sort of teasing all all day. And it's, it's an amazing story. Tyler McCumber and the, uh, the finger injury. And I don't, know, I don't know if I can even read this story because when mm -hmm. I read it, it just makes my skin crawl. But essentially what he did this week before the tournament started, he slammed his index finger in between the screen door and the little crevice where the door goes in. Ugh. He ripped his nail but he didn't rip it from the top down. I don't know if you read this part. It yeah. basically ripped from the bottom up. And I mean, just the pain of that alone right now just sends chills down my back. So he had an option. He just, he went to, to the, they always have a surgeon or a doctor on site. And this guy happened to be a hand specialist to his, his, uh, his luck. And the doctor said, okay, there's one thing, one of two things you can do. You can tape it up and hope that, you know, the pain's not too bad. And he said, oh, what's the other option? He says, we can freeze it up and we can basically rip the nail off. Unbelievable. Again, I saw some images, sick. Bob. I got yeah. Mark, Mark McCumber sent us some uh, images oh. that Tyler took. Oh. <laughs> so graphic and, and amazing that he's playing this well. So That's the best part about this whole story is he did get the thing taken off. He's got it wrapped up if you see him. And he's tied for second place. I mean, he said basically the the, the finger goes numb after a couple of of, uh, of holes, so can't feel anything. Oh, weird. Anyway, my what this week is uh, what an interesting proposal that a group has made um, for Toronto's uh, municipal golf courses. Essentially, uh, a group from uh, in the Toronto area. There, I think their architects would be the best way to describe them. Has a plan to transform the the five city courses into, uh, I don't know what you'd call them, maybe kind of like golf facilities that would have a little bit more. So essentially what they did, and you can go online and see this at BlogTO, they, they took the footprint of Scarlet Woods Golf Course, where I had my first job in golf, and changed it all around. So instead of an 18-hole golf course, there would be a 9 to 12-hole course, a little short game practice area. Uh, they would have a driving range kind of top golf style facility as well on the golf course and make it more sort of accessible and amenable to all sorts of people at levels of golf more more introductory based i guess and i'm not sure what you feel about that i think you know i like i like the idea of it what do you think i Mark? think we, i think we need to get into this next week because we're running late on time and bob yeah. i think you're bang on on this uh it, 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 that this is a story where we i think deserve to, to chat a bit more about because a lot of people need to be introduced to the game through driving ranges mini putts things like that those things have gone away but on the flip side of that, you tweeted out, what about across the road where there's a bunch of empty <laughs> soccer fields and baseball diamonds? So I think next week, guys, we chew into this one a bit deeper because uh, this could go a few different ways. And maybe we got to reach out to some of the, the stakeholders and see what they've got to say. See what we can and we'll do. jump into this. Mm -hmm. All right. Uh, on the other side, huge announcement uh, regarding the future of GTC uh, radio and TV here on the TSN network. We'll do it next. This is Golf Talk Canada.
this segment of GTC presented by SmartGolfDeals.com was brought to you by the Muskoka Bay Club and Resort. Live, stay, and play. This is Golf Talk Canada presented by SmartGolfDeals.com. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Adidas Golf and the all-new ZG21. Lightweight with zero compromise. Welcome back to Golf Talk Canada. Okay, before we get to our big announcement, a few leaderboard updates. Lee Com Suncoast Classic is the Corn Ferry Tour stop. Uh, Brent Grant, your leader there, one-shot lead as they head to the weekend. Canadian content in this one, Taylor Penrith at 7-under, Adam Svensson and Albin Choi at 4-under par. That is the only other golf tournament going on in the world uh, on any main tour other than the uh, Genesis Invitational, where Sam Burns will take a five-shot lead into the weekend, trying to get his first PGA Tour victory. That five-shot lead is over a host of players and includes world number one, Dustin Johnson. Spieth right in this one again, six back, coming off back-to-back top fives. And, of course, you can watch the Genesis Invitational on TSN CTV2 Saturday and Sunday, 3 p.m. Eastern, your time for the coverage. TSN, your home for all major championship golf and the PGA Tour. And this one certainly feels like a major. Okay, guys, we've been teasing it all show. It is big news for us and our fans, our listeners. Uh, so, Ben, big announcement time. Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? Well, first of all, my first announcement is uh, Bob Weeks and Adam Scully are very important. They have many leather-bound books, and their apartment is covered in deep, rich mahogany. That's the first thing I'd like to get to. No, all joking aside, um, there might have been some news in the last week or so to TSN fans coast-to-coast about some format changes to TSN radio stations to the West. And we really hope that our listeners in uh, Winnipeg and Vancouver and Hamilton, who uh, likely already listen on 1050 as well here in Toronto, uh, come find us on tsn.ca slash radio and come find us on our podcast at golftalkcanada.com and on tsn.ca and on Apple uh, on iTunes. There's, there's many different ways to access Golf Talk Canada radio. Uh, but for 10 years, this is season 11, back in 2010, uh, we started Golf Talk Canada on Saturday mornings in uh, what is a traditional golf time slot, uh, a time slot where uh, you will traditionally always find a golf show, um, Golf Talk Canada being the only national golf show in Canada uh, for TV and radio, uh, but also some regional shows around the country that have kind of always been in the, that Saturday morning traditional time slot and typically seasonal as well. Uh, not 12 months a year or so, but uh, certainly summer shows. Uh, but uh, thank you so much for the support. Obviously, Bob and Adam, uh, who without them, th- the show doesn't happen at all. But support at the top. Jeff McDonald, uh, our program director at TSN 1050, who is a massive golf fan and big supporter of the show. And I don't know many people that love golf more than Jeff. He loves to play. He loves to watch. He, his heart's in it and, and has always supported our content and golf content on, on the network. Uh, Ken Volden on the TV side, obviously Jamie Rydell, who's been a part of the show from a production standpoint in the background for many years, and all the people on TV and radio, Ben obviously behind the board uh, Saturday mornings, but there, there's a list of people that we can go on and on to thank for their support, and that support continued this week when we found out that as of March 1st, Golf Talk Canada is moving to Mondays at 10 a.m., 10 a.m. to noon, Monday, March 1st. Uh, Two hours continues Golf Talk Canada Radio, Monday, March 1st. You can get us on TSN, 1050 AM, 
TSN Radio at tsn.ca slash radio. Podcast uh, golftalkcanada.com as well as tsn.ca as well as iTunes. And of course, you can listen live on the iHeartRadio app. So still available coast to coast. To our listeners in Edmonton, I still think we'll be available in your Edmonton terrestrial market. I'll get updates on Edmonton uh, in the next week or so. But again, all our listeners coast to coast, you can still listen to us online. And remember, Golf Talk Canada Radio also Mondays are going to be simulcast 11, 12 weeks this year on playoffs, majors, players' championships on TSN television on TSN2. So you can also watch Golf Talk Canada Mondays as well on those major championship wrap-up shows. And Golf Talk Canada television is back for our national weekly TV show, March 10th, Players' Championship. Bob, Adam, we've run out of time. Thank you guys so much. Next week, big week, we're going to jump into, Bob, that topic on on what's happening with this proposal for our our Metro golf courses because I think it's something deep that we need to jump into. Thanks to both of you. Again, March 1st, Monday, 10 to 12, and repeats after overdrive. Monday night, repeats, 7 and 9. As long as there's no Leaf Hockey or Raptors basketball, you can also get Golf Talk Canada Radio, 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. Monday nights after overdrive, our repeat after the 10 a.m. to noon, leading in to Leafs lunch and after first up. We're super excited. We're super excited after COVID to get on location at corporate and charity outings and see our Canadian golf community, our Toronto golf community. Thank you so much for listening. Remember, first good decision on the golf course. It always starts. This segment of GTC presented by SmartGolfDeals.com was brought to you by Adidas Golf and the all-new ZG21 and the all-new ZG21. Lightweight with zero compromise. Thank you for listening to GTC. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Golf Talk Canada. For show archives, podcasts, and all things GTC, visit GolfTalkCanada.com. And don't miss Golf Talk Canada Television, weekly on the TSN Television Network.